Life alert, what's your emergency? Oh, shit. It's my back. Uh, okay. Was it's my back. It's my neck and my back, actually. Oh, okay, Kaya. Okay. Um, hold on. Help is on the way. Yeah, and please hurry. Please hurry up. I have to get to the recording. I got a lot to talk about today. Uh, so much went on this week. So we got, you know, Dave Chappelle's comedy Netflix special. Ooh, okay. We had his, um, Azalea Banks Ooh. trying to come for Lizzo. Yeah, I well, have way too much going on. So please hurry up and send someone so I can get to the, my recording. With those topics, an ambulance is on the way. Yes. And if you could, please stop by Popeyes and see if they okay, got any chicken sir, sandwiches. Stop now. playing on our phone. <laughs> Welcome back. Yes, yes, yes. It's good to be back. Yeah, hey everyone. We took a little break for the Labor Day weekend, but yes. now we're back with a new episode of Cold Pop. Yes, welcome. I am Marcus Drew Steele. And I'm Trent Rashad. And boy, do we have a lot of things to catch up on. Yes, a lot going on, a lot of things to catch up on. So let's hop right into it. Okay. So How was this past week for you? Labor Day weekend. Let's talk about it. Okay. Um, my weekend was good. Uh, parents came into town. They came in, um, Friday and left Labor Day, actual Labor Day that Monday. Okay. Um, it was interesting. It was good. You know, like I have lived all over the country and this is the first time that they've actually visited me, visited me here in Chicago and it was great to have them there and it was great to see them go. (laughs) <laughs> that's what i'll say you were, you were ready for them to go exhausted exhausted you know i don't think i've ever gotten so much cleaning done than in like the two hours leading up to their arrival is it just having people in your space that is exhausting I think so. or is it yeah or is it something else it's like a combination of a bunch of different things because like when your parents come to stay with you at your your house is no longer your own and they like, stayed with you this oh wow absolutely so, so you know who was sleeping yeah. on the couch. Of course you were. Of course I was. So I mean, like when when your parents come and stay with you, your house is not your own, and like everything that you have is like you know belongs to them now. Okay, I and, can see that. Yeah, that's a lot. And like whatever routines or things that you had or were used to, cut it. Cut People it loose. You had coming over. Cut it loose. All of it. Cut Done. it loose. All of it. Okay. So, all right. But it was good. It yeah. was good. Like, they've been to Chicago before. So, I mean, it wasn't like that they were here for the first time and wanted to do all the touristy stuff. Thank God. Um, they've already done that. And so we just kind of hung out, went to the movies, watched more movies at home, went to dinners, walked along Lakeshore, you know, just real chill stuff. Real hot girl, chill stuff. Okay. All right. Calm down, man. Uh, what else? Um, that's literally it. That was my weekend, you know, with my parents. Um, you know, that was literally it. Pretty boring, but relaxing. <laughs> Gotcha. You're the one that's got the stories to tell, Jet Setter. Definitely some stories to bring back from Sweet Home Alabama. Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Um, so I this past Labor Day weekend, I went down to Notasoga, Alabama. What's that? Who what now? Yeah, bonus points if you know exactly where that is. <laughs> uh, but we went there to celebrate our family reunion. Mm-hmm. So the White O'Neill family reunion took place um, in Alabama this past weekend. Whose side of was, the family? So this is my great-grandfather's 
side of the family. So my dad, okay. uh, sorry, yes, my dad's side of the family. Okay. Um, and what was special about this particular reunion was this was our first time doing it with the white O'Neills, mm-hmm. um, which was very different because we had not met a lot of these people before in Alabama. So mm-hmm. it was really nice to go and do that. I think after I came back and, was, and told everyone about the activities and brought back like my shirt and my bag and my program booklet, everyone started to provide some feedback to me. And it's, I've come to the realization that like we are the reunion? extra. we are extra as hell my family is extra as hell feedback like what just like okay and for instance you saw some of the clips and some of the things like you know people are saying like okay you know hey family reunions usually uh, it's a t-shirt it's a cookout maybe some games a game of spades and that's it right this was a retreat this was a three day conference (laughs) this definitely was a three day conference in which you know Friday night was like the meet and greet you come you register you grab your bag you grab your booklet there was a happy hour definitely was a happy hour at the hotel bar Um, and we we did that and then Saturday morning we had the sessions Mm -hmm. Um, we had our morning sessions that ended with like a banquet that evening which included a keynote speaker as well as a panel discussion. Oh, wow. Um, So, yeah, it was very, it it became apparent to me that we are a little extra Mm -hmm. um, in some of the things that we do, but it was a great time. It was well documented, too. I saw some of the videos. Yeah, and so I was like, I was behind the camera this, this entire past weekend trying to capture all of the moments, but it was, it was a really great time, and it was nice to meet that other side of the family. So shout out to you guys if you are listening. So tell everybody what your role was in playing this. Oh, that's reunion. also very important to add. So of course, something, an event like this just doesn't pop out of thin air. I was actually on the planning committee, which was, um, little did I know, a nine month weekly commitment <laughs> um, through uh Conference calls, as well as in-person meetings, some Emails. travels, uh, some walkthroughs. I mean, it was a lot. The, it was definitely <laughs> took over my life for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that that the planning piece is behind me. Um, and you know, in working with any project, in any group project, of course, there's going to be some um, there's going to be some things that come about in the interactions with people that you're working with, mm-hmm. and of course family it's no different we love hard we fight hard and all of that um transpired over these past nine months and so uh i won't say too much and provide any names because i love my family but i'm glad that god brought us through that and we can go back to loving on each other (laughs) shout out to y'all it was great no I, i i really enjoyed my time and um i had i i i will do some posts to uh facebook and instagram Later on. Please do, because I saw some of the videos, and it looked like it was a lot of fun and very educational. Yeah, so. the sessions were the they were really good sessions, really good facilitators, um, and uh, we also had a um, feedback survey oh, that was Jesus. in the uh, registration materials. Has anybody so gathered all of that feedback? Somebody will be gathering all of that feedback and tallying it up, and so we'll see. But a very extra family reunion. Um, not a surprise when it comes to me. Shout out. Yeah. Kudos. So outside of that, Mm -hmm. the only other thing that I feel like has really been going on this past week. Oh, I went to a wedding, which is pretty fun, but my back, I've had, I've been having some issues with my back. My back. 
No, this is serious, bitch. Like, I, I really have some issues on my back. So for the past three days, I've just been having some like serious back pain mm-hmm. and like having to do some stuff that I feel like I'm just too young for. You know, at 30, I shouldn't have to, you know, do Epsom salt baths and soaks and, you know, icy hot and being gays and, uh, you know, stretching in the morning. Like, who does that? So did you like pull a muscle? Did you... So this is the thing, and you know what, I don't know, but I know that as soon as I came off of the plane, Mm -hmm. um, coming back from Alabama, that I was having, when I woke up, I was having some um, pain Mm -hmm. in my back. And, you know, that first day, I really didn't pay attention to it. Uh, That Tuesday, it was a little tender. Wednesday was definitely the worst Mm -hmm. of it. Also, it's been hurting, like, all week. Yeah. Oh. Certainly. Um, so just having to deal having to deal with that and like that's just so crazy to me and it feels so foreign but I guess I am at that age where I have to you know really start watching out certain things watching out for my back can't lift certain (laughs) things gonna have to get help like I definitely I definitely (laughs) felt like an old person on the train earlier this week or I won't say an old person but an older person on the train this past week when I just like couldn't wait to sit down <laughs> on the train, which, you know, sometimes on pack trains, you just, you, can't you don't do down. it. Right. Um, but the, I, I just couldn't wait to find that seat. And then the exhale that I did <laughs> that once I sat down was just like, Oh my gosh, this per- like I am. You're an old person. I'm an old man. You're so an old person. I, I've, um, oh I accepted God. and I will be getting my, um, my slide sandals your in, AARP card. Yep, and all of that. So come on, but that's the only thing. So y'all put me on your prayer list, please, uh, and pray for a healing for my soul, for my back, and your medical uh, list. Yes, and, <laughs> and my medical and list. Medical list. So, all right. Well, let's go ahead and switch over to our next segment, which we have entitled Woo Child. All right. Um, first and foremost, I just want to give a quick news update. Um, Hurricane Dorian um, oh, swept through the Bahamas and the eastern seaboard along the Carolinas and stuff like that. And so I just want to um, the Bahamas have been devastated. Right. Um, I to, the only reason why one of the reasons why I wanted to bring this up is because I just recently went to the Bahamas and mm-hmm. um, I went to an island called Freeport first and then I went to Nassau and then we went to a private island back in June and looking at the news and stuff from Hurricane excuse me from Hurricane Dorian um, they're pretty much obliterated like yeah. Freeport they there was video from the airport the air, it looks like they were in the middle of the ocean so we have some family down in the Bahamas and it was really it was really tough because also while we weren't in the Bahamas, we were down in Alabama for the majority of what was going on. Right, so you got like some remnants, um, and we did and get like some that, remnants some of, the bands. of it, but we had—I mean, nothing compared to what was right. going on. Um, I'm happy to report that our family is safe. Good, um, that is in the Bahamas. Good, um, and you know, there I think prayers and thoughts go out to those who weren't so lucky. And some action, you know, let's make sure that they get some aid. You know, I mean, Puerto Rico is still you know, suffering from the hurricane that hit Hurricane Maria, I think, that hit them. So, mm-hmm. I mean, did get some aid down there to help them out. Um, I think there was a Category 4 hurricane that hit the Bahamas. I don't know if it got all the way to Category 5, but then oh, it... Oh, gosh. Side note, and okay. this is not, you know, not to make light of this situation. Did you see the Trump clip of him doing With the Sharpie? The category like, five. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. like, I can't. Category 5, I've never heard of that. That's not even a thing. I and can't. then they literally played, like, 18 <laughs> clips back-to-back of him talking about Category 5 hurricanes. I can't. It's just, once again, like, I don't even want to get into that. This administration. 
y'all's administration. <laughs> I can't even get into that. But no, it started out as like a Category 4. I may have been a Category 5 that hit the Bahamas. And then it lost some strength. It was like a Category 2 when it hit um, landfall on the eastern seaboard um, as it's kind of working its way up the Carolinas and losing strength a little bit. But yeah, just making sure that the Bahamas get some aid and um, safety for everyone involved or in, you know, Hurricane Dorian's path. So woo child to that. Yeah. Um, okay, what do you have? Up for me first, of course, if you haven't seen it, um, on HBO series The Shop, there was a conversation, a special guest Little Nas woo X and child. Kevin Hart. We're both in um, in the quote unquote shop talking a little bit about homophobia um, in the black community. And so the clip, the small clip has been surfacing everywhere around Instagram, Twitter and other social media platforms. But just to break it down for you guys, they talk, they first start kind of, I think, questioning Lil Nas X about why it was so important for him to come out, which is already problematic. Like why? <laughs> of course, he wanted to be honest about who he was and things like that. Kevin Hart, unfortunately, is getting some, uh, a little bit of... A lot of bit of flack. A lot of flack because yeah. of how, I guess, people are using the word flippant that he was. Um, when he when Lil Nas X was talking about his, his process in terms of coming out. Now, what I find interesting was Lil Nas X went on to say that he was, he thought it was the perfect time to do it because being at the top of the charts for so long, like I he didn't he have anything to yeah, lose. He didn't, had, he didn't have anything to lose and right. he didn't want it to look yeah. right. He didn't want it to look, you know, after his stars fallen or, or as it was rising. That, yeah. Of, yeah, game exactly. Of which we have seen. Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna put that out there. Tea. Yeah, I'm just gonna sip. Let's take a quick sip on that. Um <laughs> but yes, for sure. That that definitely has happened. But I appreciated him saying that. Now, where we go back with Kevin Hart and that issue was is like where he was trying to I feel like he was trying to play dumb a little bit. A little when bit. When he was like, Oh, well, why is being gay such a bad thing? Right. And Lil Nas X was like, Oh, you don't know? You, like Right, like you're a member of the black community. Yeah, and he was like, so he was like, Don't sit here and act like that there's not homophobia in the black community. And especially um in neighborhoods where, you know, people could be hurt. People could be Beat killed. up, killed uh, for those, you know, for those types of things, and expressing themselves in a way that's not necessarily the norm. So I thought that that was, um, I think that was in poor taste on Kevin Hart's part, mm -hmm. or I think that it is. My okay, let's let's take a step back. Okay. I think my very first reaction was, I think that he, it wasn't that he was trying to trivialize being gay. I think that he wanted to kind of basically make it seem as though it's not such a big thing right, like that it's, it's not, more normalized yeah, so, and like it's not that big you, of a, that, an yeah, issue to kind of like normalize yeah. being gay but it it's didn't not, come out like that and it's not so okay so here's my thoughts because i you know i'm a avid twitter user i'm part of gay twitter black twitter pop culture twitter movie all of that different stuff those different segments and so i love like seeing what a lot of people say and this clip caught a lot of steam like out of the gate when it was released and people were upset because of what was happening mm -hmm. and so my i watched it like two or three times first before i even commented and then i was like well, this is kind of unsettling to me. I was like, I, to see... Him part of Kevin Hart? On, on all of those men in the room. Because, number okay. one, I, I felt a little unsettling because I felt like that 
little Nas X was having to explain himself for a decision that doesn't need any explaining. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, the other part that I said was is that this was just a small clip and that I want to educate myself and watch the entire episode. Right. Because, again, this was a 50-second clip of a 30-minute episode. Right. And so, obviously, there were I needed more context. But from what I saw from that clip, I wasn't too happy. Number one, because of the same thing that you just said, there is a huge homophobia problem in the black community. It's not it's frowned upon. It's not right. it's not something that is normal or is being normalized anytime soon. So for Kevin Hart to say that like, well, why why? Why is it such a big deal? Like, you know why it's a big deal. Like, why are you playing dumb? The other part of this that I also wanted to acknowledge was the fact that while little Nas did fine um explaining, like he should have never had to explain because I think that they, how do I want to put this? I don't want to say that they teamed up on him, but Lil Nas X just came out. He is, mm-hmm. what, 19 years old? He is still trying to find his place in this world. He is still trying to find out where he fits, how to maneuver and navigate with, number one, this fame that he has now, number two, his sexuality now, and number three, where those intersect with being black, gay, and famous. You know, right. these are all brand new concepts to him. And so it's going to take a little while to find, you know, who you are as a person. Like, because I guarantee who he is right now at 19 will probably change five years from now, you know, in this No, space. certainly, yeah. You know, I think he did a great job of, you know, quote unquote, defending himself in that, in that, in that instance. But it just, again, it irritated me to see um, to see these men in there, you know, trying to trivialize. Right. This. It and wasn't. It, and it wasn't just Kevin Hart. I no, think that's important. Right. To add. It wasn't. Paul just Rivera Kevin was Hart. in the room. Yes. Who was uh, big with Billboard yeah. Hot 100. And, and they were just asking yeah. why. Well, why is it a big deal? Well, why is it important? Stuff like that. As gay people, you never stop coming out. Like it is a constant thing. I there are so many people that I run into, you know, at work or who automatically assume that I'm straight. Or automatically assume one thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, what? You know, and so like you constantly are having to like, oh, well, I didn't know you were gay or this or that. And you're like, you're constantly having to come out to somebody, you know. And at some point you just stop caring. And it's like, well, you know what? This is who I am. When you find out, you find out. If you like it, great. If not, I don't know you. I don't talk to you like that anyway, you know. So, I mean, there comes a point where you just stop caring about that. But right now, little Nas X, I... I bet it's probably not at that point yet. You know, I think people's opinions still matter to him. I think, you know, because he's in this huge spotlight and very active on Twitter, you know, I'm sure that there are a lot of opinions and comments that people have made that have maybe not they said so well with oh, him. They definitely have made some comments. Right, you know? So, I mean, like, this was a very touchy... But at the end of the day, I, I guess I go back to say we listened to some other clips of that episode, right. and there was some explanation given. Yes, and I think that Kevin Hart, okay, it's no secret that he has had he's had issues Controversial with the gays. Comments. Yes, in the past, and so I think that it is an ongoing um, journey for him. I will say that this is going to be an ongoing journey for him. Absolutely, and as a comedian, I think that he takes certain license with expressing himself freely. Um, and unapologetically, but in this space where you have this young black man, where you know we're coming together as men of color in this space to talk about something, mm-hmm. empowerment should be the first thing 
on on the agenda, right? Right, and not necessarily having to defend or explain, you know, decisions about why you know someone wants to you share who they are with the world, right? And and granted, again, like I have not watched the full episode. I still plan on plan on watching it, but I have seen multiple clips from this episode that you know again are more than just excuse me more than just that 50 second clip so i mean there was definitely some explanation giving but that does not uh, deter from what was said at that point that still felt like a trivialization of you know his sexuality and why he chose to come out one more thing i also want to give a big shout out to to et canada you guys did a terrible job with this story okay so that's not a shout out that's the opposite of a shout out okay well call it what you want okay Call it what you want. You all did a terrible job with this story. I, for the life of me, cannot understand, and it was very cringeworthy, why you would have two white correspondents trying to explain the the uh, the, the, the lifestyle and, and history of being gay in the black community. Number one, the white man who was, you know, fumbling over his words and just... Is his name Graham? I don't know what his name is. But he was fumbling over his words and just reaching for the heavens to try try to explain, you know, what the white woman kept pressing him on. And, like, they were both missing the point at all because she was asking questions that, like, should have definitely been checked. But she was asking the wrong person because why Mm. would you expect him to have the correct answers to that? Definitely not the person that asked. No. They could have brought on a correspondent. Where are the black correspondents? They could have Skyped someone in. Hello? Who, who, where the, I know y'all got some. I've seen, I've seen several clips. There are at least two black male or biracial male correspondents or female correspondents who work for ET Canada. So where are they and why weren't they involved in this conversation? Not in today. They weren't in today. Clearly, but terrible, poor taste and terrible job. But no, but shout out to Lil Nas X. Um, yes. I'm standing your ground, no Zimmerman. Absolutely. Um, about, about that. So, what's next? Okay, what else do we got next? Um, Simone Biles. Okay, her brother, Wu Child. <laughs> uh, and I didn't even hear about this. I, I, I seriously did not. Um, well, this was this is wow. Simone Biles' brother, Tevin Biles Thomas, was arrested for shooting for a shooting at a house party last New Year's Eve that killed three people and wounded several others. So he's basically been arrested for a triple homicide. Um, I don't even know what to say about this. Simone released a statement um, fi- a couple of days later, um, and she, she it was like I guess in a note, you know, when you people write one on the notepad and then mm-hmm. they screenshot it. So she says, "My heart aches for everyone involved, especially for the victims and their families. There is nothing that I can say that will heal anyone's pain, but I do want to express my sincere condolences to everyone affected by this terrible tragedy." I ask everyone to please respect my family's privacy as we deal with our pain. XO. And then above it, she is still having a hard time processing last week's news. Um, so, yeah, this apparently came out of nowhere for her, too. And she's still trying to process all of this. But I just want to say woo child to that. Yeah. I, oof, I, I. The thing is, is like, okay, at what point... And I'm glad that she did a statement. I'm glad that... Yeah, I'm sure that some body probably like pressed her but mm-hmm. at what point do you apologize and kind of step in as the celebrity over something that your sibling or other family member has done i don't think there is a point i think she they they maneuvered this correctly because she acknowledged that it happened right 
And that's all you can do. You're not responsible for somebody else's actions, family member or not. Like, he is a grown-ass man, and he's going to have to suffer is the consequences. Is he younger or older than her? I think he's older than her. Oh. Uh, I think it's her older brother, yeah. But, um, but yeah, like, she is... Why would I hold her responsible for her brother's actions? You know, she is doing the damn thing in the gymnastics realm and handling her business and in her zone. She has no, like, she did what she needed to do. She showed sympathy. She acknowledged that it happened. She asked for privacy at this time because I'm sure she's got some grief that she's going through as well. And then you get back to business, baby. Right. That's and it. So he'll be going up for trial soon. Um, he is scheduled to be arraigned on Friday, September 13th at the Cayuga County Justice Center in Cleveland, Ohio. And he's facing charges of manslaughter, assault, and perjury. Simone, Ooh, keep child. your head up, baby. Yes, ma'am. All right. On to our next subject, Miss Azalea Banks. Uh, who? <laughs> Azalea, sweetheart. Who? I, I don't feel know like her. I don't even know if I want to talk about this because this is what she wants. This is what it's she definitely wants. Definitely what she wants, but I mean, some of this foolery does have to be addressed. Um, if you haven't heard, if you haven't seen um, the comments that Azalea banks made about lizzo this past week um in regards to this was this was shortly after i think truth hurts hit number one yes this past week yes and so after that azalea banks took to social media to kind of air her feelings about girl get a Um, get a notepad not only lizzo but just a few other people as well like she slated a few other people as well um in it but it was really interesting Basically calling Lizzo a modern day mammy, mammy. Um, and saying that she's basically at this level because she's allowed, she's made a fool out of herself for white people. Um, and, you know, brought back, try to bring it back to like, well, why didn't Jasmine Sullivan get this much praise? Why does Adele get this much praise when she's doing nothing but uh, offhand Mahalia Jackson impression mm-hmm. and, and things like that? Fat. Yes. And like, Fat dumpy, like using the words "fat dumpy" <laughs> to describe Lizzo, and like it was, it was really bad. Um, oh my god! Called Cardi B illiterate, like just going in, going in, and I'm trying to figure out about where is this, where does this come from? I'm telling. Okay, so here's my theory. Because somebody said this on Twitter and said, why is it that Azalea Banks is always coming after, like, black women? And, and I replied, and it was getting a lot of likes, but it was very succinct. Azalea Banks only goes after the black women who are grabbing the top headlines to gain some type of relevancy. That is it. Hmm. She's never talking about any, and you know... It, excuse my language or anything, but any of these other black women who are not, you know, on top of the game right now. It's, if you notice that, it's it's always, she comes up with these inflammatory comments on people who have, who are snagging the headlines. Right. From the Cardi B's, to the Lizzo's, to the Nicki Minaj's, to the Beyonce's, yeah. and stuff like that. Because she's trying to attach herself to that, she's riding coattails, basically. Because, she didn't have any music to speak for. No. She, she's not doing anything publicly, you know. <laughs> she's not raising her profile on her own because it's pretty much in the trash, at the bottom of the trash can right now. So why not say something inflammatory about the hottest thing out right now, right. which happens to be Lizzo, because I know people are going to listen and I know people are going to bring my keep my name in the conversation. That's all she's doing. Yeah, it's just, I, I feel like it's that there tired. has to be it's another tired. way for her she's to get tired. her name out. There's there. not. She's there tired. There has to be. And no talent. There She's has tired. There, there's something that she could do 
She has a platform, obviously. Go, go right? sleep. So baby. go, go do something. Product- like if you channeled this into something like productive and took this platform to do, like it doesn't even have to be music. If your music's not hitting right now, pick up something else. Right now, pick up TV. Hmm. Pick up, you know, a move. Like who's gonna go hire do something her? else? Who's gonna hire her? And and that's like at this point, I'm not really sure. But you have to figure out how to channel all of this energy into something else and stop bringing down other women in the industry. I'm exhausted. It, it was definitely... Um, I, I was glad to see Lizzo kind of just like shook it off and was like... Right. Well, like, I mean, why reply to something like that? Right. Why respond to something like that? Like, Lizzo, yeah. you're at the top of the game right now. Don't it's concern like, I don't yourself. Even have to... Right. Yeah. Like, baby, I got a number one. She's definitely... It was, it was, it was very rude. I mean, just... The, the language used. If you haven't seen it, please go on Twitter and just look at some of this stuff that she's calling um, Lizzo as well as other women in the in the industry. I say don't go look at it. Don't give her the attention. Don't give her the time of day. Like, is this what she wants? Gosh. This is what she wants. All right. So, what's next for you? Um, the last thing I have on my list, another Wu Chow for sure. This was something I saw a couple of weeks ago. I think it came back out on September. 5th. Oh, so I'm glad this this actually not too too uh far gone basically um conversion therapy center founder um says he's gay <laughs> is that surprising not really um mccray game is his name that could not be his name that's what it says in this article honey it that's says, his drag name <laughs> you know what it might be but it said mccray game wants people to know that he was wrong about all of it um he was so wrong to found Hope for Wholeness Network, which is a faith-based conversion therapy program that seeks to rid people of their LGBTQ identities. He was wrong for all of it, and honey, he's gay now. He said after 20 years working in that field, Game said he realizes the harm he has caused and that he himself is gay. What do we Come think? Come on, honey. I, look, it's, baby, the closet's been wide open. We was just waiting for you to come out. The thing is, is like I feel like now, what is he going to do? Um, so all the work that he did before to try to help people come, you know, to kind of lock who they were and kind of compress that. What are you going to do now to to undo that or to you know to remedy that? He says it's all in my past, but many, way too many, continue believing that there is something wrong with themselves and wrong with people that choose to live their lives. Honestly and open as gay, lesbian, trans, etc. Okay. He says a very harmful cycle of self shame and condemnation has to stop. Didn't you play a role in this? He did, but now what I'm saying is like, and that's fine now that you want to come out as gay, but use this platform now to expose what's going on and to call attention to some of the things that we might not necessarily know what's going on with these different methods of conversion therapy. That's what I'm, that's all I'm saying is like, don't let this now be. That, oh, well, now I'm gay and I'm just not going to do it anymore. Like, no, let's actually put some action to it. I agree. And figure out how you're going to um, expose these these fools out here. I mean, he's definitely got some atonement to do. And, like, I, yeah, I agree with what you're saying that, you know, action is the best remedy. You know, I mean, you're going to need to be a huge proponent of the community now and doing a lot of different things. I don't know. This is kind of hard to process. Yeah. So, um, anyways, that's just the woo child for me. That's all I got to say about that. Gotcha. Nothing else for me. I just want to take this minute to say 
Um, our prayers and thoughts go out to a couple of families. Number one, Kevin Hart and his family. He was in a really bad car crash earlier this week. So um, wishing you a speedy recovery, Kevin. Absolutely. As well as the family of LaShawn Daniels, who is uh, a big person yes. um, in terms of music. Um, more so behind the scenes, and it has produced some of like the biggest Any hits. hot R&B song um, or pop so song when you think heard, about Brandy, when you think about Tony Braxton, when you think about Destiny's Child, he's worked with them Michael all. Michael Jackson. Um, and ha- was heavily featured, I think, in the Tamar and Vince spinoff uh, reality show that they had. Him mm-hmm. and his wife, April, were both heavily featured in there as supporting cast members. But he uh, recently passed away due to a car accident. So a was it a car accident? It was a car accident. Oh, so wow. uh, uh, prayers to April and um, her family. All right. Well, on that note, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we have an interesting spill segment. So we'll be right back. So this is what we call an ad space. Yep. And your ad could go right here. So why not support Cold Pop Show and be a sponsor? Do you have an event? Do you have a business? Mm -hmm. Do you have something that you want to promote to the masses? Then leave an ad here. We're waiting for you. You don't need a lot of money, but we will take money. But you do need money. (laughs) But give us your ad. Give us your sponsorship yeah right here in this ad space of this break of cold pop all right and we're back welcome back to cold pop and it's time for our next segment spiel this is where we get to chat a little bit about a certain topic of our choice Marcus, it's your week. What do you have for us? So, <laughs> I have a interesting topic this week that we have talked about before okay. several times. Okay. Um, and I want to just I want I want to revisit that because it <laughs> reared its head in okay. the news again um, over the week uh, this past week. What? And so I'll give you the context and the foundation first. So, um, former NFL star Ryan Russell. Came out as bisexual. Everybody want to be coming out this week. What's this? Is this <laughs> National Coming Out Week? I, honey, Shit. it's never a wrong time to come out. All right, come Live on your out. truth. Nas X, the conversion thing. Now we're okay. Shit. Live your truth, honey. This is Diana, where's Diana Ross? I'm coming out. <laughs> okay, so Ryan Russell. So he came out as bisexual and basically was saying uh, he thinks NFL is ready to accept an openly. LGBTQ player. Um, no, they're not. <laughs> I agree with that. I don't think. And I mean, this this is two. This is not the topic, but it's twofold because there are definitely plenty of LGBTQ community people already in the NFL. That's what I was gonna say. But clearly, not. they just haven't came out yet. Right. So, and but, we had and we had one who tried to do it. Michael and his, they got his ass he, out of there. Yeah, so he got quick. drafted by the Rams. Yeah, and he only lasted and like a year. And they said absolutely two, right? not. They and said then, get your gay ass out of here. Stop. <laughs> they did. I'm not playing. <laughs> Why would you say that like that? Exactly what they said. <laughs> it's okay. I'm not lying. You're not lying. You're not lying. Anyways, I can't believe you just said that. Um, so Ryan Russell came out, but that's not the that's not what had people talking. Okay. 
What had people talking is when he... Sorry. I'm sorry to keep interrupting. Can I see a photo of Brian Russell? This is him right here. This him. Okay. Oh, hell. (laughs) What? Stop, stop, stop. stop. Okay. Okay. Okay, Okay, that's actually... He's very, very good looking, man. Oh, he is. So, what caused the stir was when he revealed who he was dating. <laughs> okay, now okay, now I know what you're talking about. Okay. Right. So right. so Ryan Russell revealed yeah. that he's dating this white man. And so now social media got into a tizzy and the question was brought up as to why is it that every gay black celebrity that you know their significant other is a white person. Yes. Why aren't there any any oh excuse me right <laughs> right why aren't None. there any black successful black gay couples in the media spotlight no right now? not one and and to, to give you some some more concrete evidence um we can go down the list um from the likes of todrick hall to the likes of billy porter mm-hmm. to the likes of karamo RuPaul. to the likes of rupaul um, I, Wanda Sykes. Wanda we can Sykes, go and even do that. Robin Roberts. Yeah. Um, I think even Jesse Smollett. Like none of these people have. Don't nobody want Jesse Smollett. They could have him actually. <laughs> if you stop, y'all stop, stop, wipe, stop. Y'all have Jesse. Um. So I want to bring this conversation, you know, to the masses, and let's you, let's talk about this. I mean, but so hold on. Let me okay, give you the other ahead. side because right. I'm gonna give you because so the two sides are number one is like I was just saying. Why is it that even Michael Sam. Michael Sam with that little white boy. So why the, the the one side of the argument is why aren't there any black successful or celebrity black couples, Don gay Lemon. black couples? Don Lemon, yeah. Um, the other side of the argument is people are using the moniker "love is love" and, and who cares if it's interracial or whatever? You know, like love. This is the love is love argument. Like who cares who you love? You know, why is it any of our business? Or why should we be concerned? Or why are we so obsessed with this? So, what do you think? Okay, so, and we definitely had this conversation. I feel Absolutely. like we had this conversation every six months. <laughs> every time we see a new celebrity with a someone new else. A gay black celebrity. A, gay, a new gay black celebrity. Um, uh, with the exception of that new show, which we'll talk about we'll later. We'll talk about But, yeah. I think there's a couple of things here at play. We've already talked about the homophobia in the black community, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that that also puts black men or black people already just in terms of, it it sets us a little bit farther back in terms Mm -hmm. of the identity development and the comfortability with our sexuality, sexual identities. Mm -hmm. All right. I think that that's what, that's the first thing there. And so you, you don't have as many, um, black men who know how to express love um effectively effect well effectively and as freely freely right freely it's just is the word it's just it's de- it's just it's different. very pent up or hidden it's or just different right exactly or... and so i think when you are at a place when you are a celebrity and you are in a lot of different circles mm-hmm. you you probably don't there's probably not as many. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't even want to say that because, you know, Hollywood is crawling with the gays, honey. But I think um, the the identity the development has definitely set us back as far as men who there's a 
there's a certain line between men who have went and done the work and have become comfortable Mm -hmm. and men who are still doing the work and still trying to figure that out. Mm -hmm. So I think that that is one thing. Now, outside of that, child, I don't know what what it is that they feed these uh, black men, these black gay men out there in Hollywood, because I can't imagine out of all the people that are, that there is not one black there there is not one black couple out of all the people that we named. That there's not one black couple that we can look to. I, I found I found that to be a huge issue. I mean, we literally um, just named ten different people. Yeah, and it's just it's not a it's just not a thing. Um, and I think that sometimes we also see it with our heterosexual counterparts too. A lot of black male celebrities who are who are straight will go out and date. Excuse me, will go out and date white women. I mean, I don't think I necessarily see that as much because, I mean, you have the people like Lawrence Fishburne and Courtney B. Vance. Oh, yeah, and Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel L. I mean, you Jackson have all of them, right? But like, like that. You and know I'm talking, I'm just saying, like, I think the percentages. Right. I, w- I would say the percentages are comparable just because we don't have that many black gay celebs. And so it already looks mm-hmm. to be like, lot, it already looks to be very one sided just because we don't have that many. Um, out black gay celebs, but I would, but it's no secret that black men have been doing this kind of shit for mm-hmm. years, um, and and dating outside of their race. So here's my thought: I I'm not against this either way. I I, I definitely agree with love is love. Uh, whoever you love, whoever you want to be in a relationship, that's your business. However, from my perspective and being of the age that I am now, about to be 31, um, representation matters. Yeah, certainly. Representation matters in, in a lot of different facets. And when I say that, it's easy to naturally go to, okay, well, representation in the fact of um, there needs to be somebody in the room or there needs to be somebody at the table. But in the celebrity space, representation matters with who and what you see on screen. We definitely need to see um, black gay love. When you don't see anybody that looks like you or that represents the lifestyle that a lot of people have in this country, it's very uh, detrimental and can be, it, it can be a, a very negative factor. Hmm. Um, when you don't see, and I can't speak for anybody else, I can only speak for me. When I don't see a black a successful or a public black gay couple, my first thought is, well, is that even possible? Like, I, why is it that I've not seen, you know, like, I obviously I have plenty of friends who are in successful black on black relationships and, but you know, they're not celebrities. They're not, mm-hmm. you know, so they're not getting the attention nor the, the spotlight's not on them. So right. for in a celebrity realm, does that not exist? Can that not happen? Can I mean, it's not, not to say that it can't happen. It just does not exist right now. We have not found, we have not seen um, anyone come through that is, that has that and wants to do that. And not to say that any of, it's their job. Not It's not to say that it's any of those celebrities' job to be like, right. find a black to, partner. And parade and them then, out yep, in public. To be right. this, your business to be is this, your business. Um, you know, this, this, um, poster child for black gay love that's not anyone's it's just it's it's just the truth that we have not had anyone come one of the things that i think about often when i 
when we talk about this topic is I always go back to Alicia Keys' song, Unbreakable. How did um, that song go? We can fight like dun dun dun. And like oh, she's basically yeah. going through all of the. Yeah, yeah, she's going through like all of the black like couples that we've looked to over right. the years, and we've seen either through TV or just through you know right. uh, movies and things like that. And I mean, we we as gay people have a lot of work to do. Mm-hmm. There's still a lot of work to do, and we're just not we're not there yet at that place. Um, although we made we've made lots of strides. Um, we're just we're just not there yet to where we where we have that again like i said representation matters like to me it lets me to see a black couple in the spotlight and like doing the damn thing that lets me know that number one that it's not only possible but number two that they're you know both comfortable enough in who they are as people to allow that other person you know to, to give that other person support in such a public setting, you know? Mm-hmm. We see white gays and white people do this all the time, but, like, I, I, I guess the question I have is, why is that? Why is that? I don't, I don't have the answer. I don't know. But from what we've seen and what we've just listed off, why is that? Because niggas ain't shit. That's why. That's why. <laughs> that is why. And I'm telling you. Because they not. That's why it's... I, I mean, come on. It is hard um it is like and take the celebrity out of it right i'm, I'm just sure saying there's a whole take other the celebrity out of it like, monochrome yeah. yeah put that to the side for two just seconds set that over here black gay relationships, relationships are, are hard to find and come by or hard to dating. maintain yeah dating in the black gay community is hard. hard in itself so understanding that i think that that also helps add to the narrative of why that's not why we're not seeing that. And why we say hard is because not only are you dealing with your own trauma of having to come out in the black community, but you're also bringing someone else's trauma into the relationship now and someone else's way that they've done things or have been I've had to hold themselves, you know, to hide from, you know, their family or their community because let's be real and this is why we were talking about it earlier, being gay in the black community is frowned upon. Right. It is frowned upon. It is not something that is normal. It is not something that is openly talked about. It is not something that um is openly accepted. There are as a whole, there are several, you know, there are, there are a lot of different factions to where, you know, People would give you that space, but like as a whole, that that doesn't exist. And so when you take all of that, that pressure, all of that weight that you're holding on yourself because you haven't been able to be your true self and you meet someone else who's gone through the exact same thing, like sometimes it's a recipe for disaster. I just feel like, yeah, we still have a lot of, we have a lot of ways to go um, in terms of looking for those figureheads and i'm not and like i i get you like representation matters but child you sometimes you just got to find your own you got to go out there and find it right and and again i, I could talk about this all day but you said brought one other thing i think this also brings an important um aspect is that for me and you tell me what your your comment is on this i'm not looking for a figurehead i'm not looking for a role model i'm not looking for but i i want to know that it exists 
You know, this like is what I'll say. Romot from a role model standpoint, my yeah. parents are Romot. They're in yeah. a, they're a very successful black loving relationship and they've been in that for damn near 35 years now. So I mean, I yeah. am you know, I'm I'm not looking for a, a, a gay couple role model or anything like that. But I mean, I am looking for representation. I, I want to know that we exist. I want to know that we can be successful and be out there. This is what, and I, and this is my take on it. Now, y'all already done heard. I'm I'm 30 years old. I got back problems and all that <laughs> stuff. I'm, I'm too old too to old. have a represent, representation. I'm, I'm working on me, but for my black babies that are coming up, my black young ones that are coming up, who need to see black gay love exhibited through TV and things like that. So because that that's, how be that's how we learn. That's how we see right. it. Um, so, and so to know that it is okay. To know that it is okay and that it does happen, that it is out there. Absolutely. Whether that is in your small little town back in Kentucky or if that's in your, you know, if you live in Notasoga, Alabama. like or knowing San that, Francisco you know, or New York. Seeing those bits of representation is important. So it's not necessarily for me as an adult, but understanding that our children and the youth that are coming up behind us need to be able to see that and use that in terms of becoming better with who they are and moving through their own development. They need to be able to have that springboard to fully, you know, come to terms with who they are genuinely and naturally as a person and what their identity is. And it helps when you see it, when you have someone to see it. Right. So... That I could talk, like I said, I could talk about this all day. Um, that's all I have on this. Do you have anything else to say? No, that's it. That was that's that's all I got. Mm. Okay. Well, we want to know. Excuse me. We want to know what you guys think. Let us know in the comments. Tell me, like, give me your your feedback, your responses, your opinions. We'll even post something on Instagram too. But let let us know what you think. Okay. Um. All right. What do we got next? So we have our signature segment. Uh, fizz or flat coming back uh, when we come back. Hey, Cold Pop listeners, this is your boy, Trent Rashad. Do you have an event coming up? Do you want to promote your music, TV, anything? Use this ad space, this space right here on our show to promote whatever you have coming up. We have lots of listeners and we're diversifying that base every day. So use our ad space, contact us at coldpopshow at gmail.com to learn how you can promote your event, your things for the better. All right, welcome back. And it is time for our keynote segment entitled Fizz Fizz or Flat. Flat. Um, All right, I want to start. Okay, go ahead. I'm driving the boat. The hottest moments of pop culture that you want to talk about today. I was trying to give you a segue. Oh, okay, one more time. It's too late now. Five, three, (laughs) three, two, one. Okay, Sierra, level up. (laughs) The first on the list is the Hot Girl Summer video. Oh, yeah. Hot Girl yeah. Summer. Nicki Minaj and Meg the Stallion dropped the video yes, for Hot know. Girl Summer. Um, what are your thoughts? Okay, really great video. I love J. Cole's uh part in the beginning. Not J. Cole, the I rapper, but J. Cole, the Instagram. Oh, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. The Instagram She's star. like, I can vibrate him. Or what did she say? Like, vibrate knees. Yeah, she's like, that's she's not like, how Meg does it. So, <laughs> but yeah. uh, I love that they included her in that. So when we first heard the song, 
I think I remember saying, I need to see the video. Mm-hmm. And just as I suspected, it made me love the song more, yeah. seeing the video. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really nice. I, you know, I love the swimsuits and all of it. It gave me everything that I need in terms of yeah, spectacle. Yeah, looks were on point. Um, it, gave, it gave me every term, everything I needed in terms of that. Um, and the little bit of comedy with uh, mm-hmm. J. Cole was really cool, too. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the video was great. I loved it. I think Meg and Nikki both looked great. Um, color, I love, you know, I love a colorful video. So I loved all of that. Um, they looked like they were actually having fun, too. And I already kind of liked the song, but I thought the video definitely... It amped it. Give me what I need. Yeah, it definitely amped it up. Um, A lot of people were comparing this to Cardi B and City Girls twerk and saying which one was better. Do you have an opinion on that? Oh, which video was better? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to have to totally go with twerk. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm, Interesting. I think twerk the song... Is better than Hot Girl Summer, but I think Hot Girl Summer's video is better than. Twerk. No, I, I mean, and for me, I think if you're looking at like the mechanic, like basically like the cinematic piece of it, yes, I would say Hot Girl, um, the Hot Girl Summer video is better, but just the movement that became Twerk and that contest mm-hmm. of people going back and plus. That video gave us flute out, like the, the <laughs> all flute out. Paid, so yeah, flute like, out. That is yeah. Why can't definitely. they just both be great? Yeah, but it's uh, twerk is better. Um, are you giving High Girl Summer video fizz or flat? It definitely gets a fizz for me. Like I said, it amped the song up. That's shocking. You've been giving a lot of flats lately, honey. That's I thought true. you lost your taste. That's not true. I give this a fizz as well. Oh, bye. <laughs> all right, up for me. If you haven't been to Netflix, um, it's all the rage right now. Dave Chappelle's newest Netflix special, Sticks and Stones, is out and available for viewing. Um, I watched it the first day it came out. And uh, shortly thereafter, after everyone had got a hold of it, there's been lots of talk about some of the things that he says. So Dave Chappelle is pulling no punches um, when it comes to anyone. He, (laughs) He even talks about himself calling himself a victim blamer um in this and i mean he takes a stab at lots of different tragedies that have happened and scandals that have happened um in the news the biggest one i would say probably are the uh, two guys featured in the finding neverland documentary mm-hmm. um, which he talks about them he talks a little bit about who he calls the um, alphabet people mm-hmm. um, his reference to the lgbtq community lots of different things to be honest my I think I lost interest like in the first 15 minutes. I think I like it was on, but I was in my phone mm-hmm. and I was just like listening. Um, for some, I, for, it, I just wasn't able to kind of, I wasn't able to get behind it. I watched it the other day and I feel the same. Like I just, it wasn't funny. Like there were certain parts that was funny and then certain, a lot of things that weren't, you know what I mean? And maybe it's a taste level. Maybe, I don't know. Like I think that, uh, do I think it's problematic? I think that there is a very fine line you walk with comedy because the one thing that always sticks in my mind is John Stewart saying that comedy is tragedy tragedy plus time equals comedy, mm-hmm. um, and that's that's always stuck out of my mind. John Stewart said that, but um, no, I just I just think it was funny. I just I didn't think it was funny. Like I think um, again, you know, another another case of yet another straight black male 
trivializing, you know, the, the plight of other marginalized groups, you know, basically because you don't understand their perspective or whatnot, you know? And so, I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, you either like, you either watch it or you don't, I mean, in this, in the show, he's got a point and he was like, you know, just remember you clicked on my face. So, you right. know what I mean, I did, I watched it because I love the Chappelle show and I loved some other past standups, but as of lately, I think he's purposefully kind of pushing the boundaries because he knows that he's causing some discomfort. Oh, certainly. And, you know, it's giving him views and it's getting, making him money. And people are keeping his name in his in their mouth. Certainly. I mean, it's it, it was fine for what it was. I won't be watching it again. No, I don't um, need to. For me, it got a flat. Yeah, I mean, and based on, beyond the content and stuff, just overall as a stand-up special, it gets a flat for me. I didn't yeah. think it was that funny. I mean, because I love to laugh at anybody. I can laugh at myself. Uh, I right. can laugh at anything. But for right. me, it just wasn't. Right. I just didn't find it funny. And, you know, I think it hits differently because, um, and I'll use this for an example, and Tiffany Haddish had a special where the women came on. It was oh, they like they ready. Jam. Yeah, and uh, Flame Monroe. Oh, I love was Flame. I there. This is the parallel. Flame and Rove also made fun of the LGBT community and stuff, but it hit differently because being a part of it, she understood the backstory and stuff like that, and kind of was able to do it in a way that was funny but also relatable. As to where Dave Chappelle did it, where it was just attack, attack, attack. Like I don't get you guys. I don't understand you guys. They hate me. The T's hate me, and this and that and that. You know, like I said, trying to play the victim and stuff. And so I think that's where the 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 opposite parallels are for me, and why I liked Flame Monroe hmm. stand up, but not Dave Chappelle stand up. So Interesting. Much. Okay. So. Yeah. So seems like it got a flat. What do you have next? Um, this goes back to what we were talking about in our spill segment because we were going to get to this. Um, a new show on Netflix called Styling Hollywood. Um, and this is with Jason. What's his last name? Adair. No, Adair is his husband's name. Oh. Um. Jason, uh, he's a stylist. He's a popular celebrity stylist, and Adair is um, a home in a home renovation. Wait, do um, they have the same last name, or they did have different last? I names? think they still have different last names. Jason Bolden and Jason Adair Bolden. Curtis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a new show out on Netflix called Styling Hollywood. I had a chance to watch it all eight episodes over How the many weekend. Episodes is it? There's eight of them. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I loved it. I liked it. I think again, this is visibility. For the black gay right. community. You know, this is seeing two successful black gay men who are in a successful relationship, doing the thing. They both have their, their partnering. They're running this business. And it's visibility. I, simple and plain. It's a fist for me. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad it's there. I think, once again, we said visibility is important. I'm glad it is there. I actually have not seen all eight episodes. I think I'm maybe like halfway there. So mm -hmm. I'm like in episode three or four. Mm -hmm. Um it seems to be pretty good to me. I definitely think that there is, um, I haven't seen as much, it's tough because I think with Jason's, uh, Jason, who's a stylist, mm -hmm. Jason's work to me is much more exciting yes, I was than Adair's work. Yes, I was And I feel that. like that that's kind of, it's, yes. it's really tough to have it a like a healthy balance mm -hmm. um because they try their best in trying to make it a balance between them and them both running mm -hmm. these you know their businesses jason who was like styling taraji and yara uh mm -hmm. shahidi and zazzy beats and like uh, is that her name zazzy, zazzy beats zazzy beats thank you um like doing all of that but then you know 
Adair, who was redesigning for Gabrielle Union and Delay Hill. He's an interior designer. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's just not as exciting and drama-filled as Jason's work is. So, and I was going to say the same thing. I said, after watching all eight episodes, I was definitely more enthralled with the stylist aspect. And, yeah. like, the celebrities and finding the dresses and all of, you know, all of the reality show, staged or not, produced, highly produced, it was. Very highly, very highly produced. Very highly produced. Oh, gosh. I and that's like, fine. I, I was fine with that. There's a lot of scenarios that were set up that weren't natural. Right. But that's okay, because I lived for, you know, oh, Ava DuVernay. There's an episode in there where he dresses Ava DuVernay, where he dresses Serena Williams. And yeah. I loved all of that. And, like, finding the jewels and the dress script. And, like, we need to find... That was... I, I was here for all of that. I think what I liked about Adair... I didn't... The, the renovation side was good, but I liked Adair having conversations with the people. Like, he had a conversation with Gabrielle Union where they went totally entertaining to me. Because, oh, you know, yeah, we got to good. see another side of Gabrielle Union. And then he has some more conversations like that, you know, with some other friends and stuff that they have um, with um, Dulé. Um, I don't know if y'all know who his he wife. is. Yeah. But they're renovating his house throughout the whole series, the whole season, mm -hmm. their house. Um, and I like the dare. Dulé is from Psych. Yeah, from Psych. And he's also in Suits now, too, on USA as well. Mm -hmm. um, also, I did not know Dulé was a tap dancer. Yeah. A very talented tap dancer mm. at that. I was like, there shout is, out. Sweetie. Um, but no, so I mean, I like, and then Adair had his conflict with one of his employees, um, Kafia, for a few of the episodes. I like that aspect of Adair, because Adair is shady, honey. Adair mm. will, was quick with, quick with it, quick with a mm. reply. Okay. And I thought that was entertaining. And I, I liked the, the, um, the sections where it was Jason and Adair together, and like seeing their relationship, and they get into a big argument, you know, over the season. Um, but definitely the styling aspect, that's what I was like, uh, that seems like so much fun. Like, yeah, and a lot and of it's work. It, yeah, it's definitely hard to kind of see, like, to have it balanced, mm -hmm. um, because Jason's work, it seems to be a lot more on the go, exciting, mm -hmm. um, than Adair's work, which is a lot of planning and mm -hmm. trying to come together. Well, I mean, it's like the that. same problem that Queer Eye has, mm -hmm. because, like... I was gonna say the same thing. Bobby, like, literally never see does... You'll never see him, because he's literally doing all the heavy lifting, while then you've got Jonathan, who's got the hairstylist, and, exactly. like, it gets to have the fun and get the hair done and all no, that I stuff. No, I agree with and that. So it's definitely the same kind of premise as Queer Eye and trying to find that balance, because, yeah. I mean, Karamo doing life coaching, like... Okay. What I haven't seen yet is, and what I'm hoping to see, um, and you can spoil it for me or not. Okay. But I would love to see more of their families um, come into play. Jason and Adair's family. They mention their families, but we don't ever see them. Okay. Yeah. So I, don't, I think Thank maybe you for, for ruining that. Thank you. You said I could spoil it for you. Yes. We don't ever. They do. They have a conversation in one of the interviews about their family. Okay. That I thought was really cute to um, listen to. Um, but no, like just looking at their dynamic and how the show and how they kind of interact with each other and how, you know, they each got their own lane, but they like complement each other. I think that that was very interesting how they're combining this business effort. So it's a fizz for me. All right. Yeah, it's definitely a fizz for me, too. I'll give it a fizz. Trent don't um, like I, it, y'all. No, that's not it. That's not it. It's a I'm fizz calling for it. me. Say their names. I am. Too big. Uh -uh. No, Too I big. am excited about the visibility of having it, we like I said, we haven't seen it, mm -hmm. um, and I hope that these two guys get the shine um, from this show and, and and increase their platform. What I want mm -hmm. is I want the producers of the show 
to so ease off a little let's, bit. Let's work a little harder to not make things so apparent. Well, I think so. For the interior side, I think that's absolutely possible. But on the stylist side, you can tell as you watch, they had to purposely set up because they had to ask permission yeah. for so many celebrities to be on camera. Yeah. Because, like, what, as you go through the season, like, Taraji, you've been through three episodes, so you mm-hmm. saw Taraji's episode. Oh, yeah. Um, Yara has an episode. Yep. Ava has an episode. They never. We don't ever see Serena because I guess she was either too busy or didn't approve for the cameras mm-hmm. to be there. So that has to be a little bit more produced because yeah. you have to get these celebrities, which I'm following, a, uh, approval and you know willingness to be on camera and interact with them. And some of them I think just weren't willing because like Zazi didn't wasn't on camera at all. You know, so they. Like, oh yeah, she wasn't. Dress. No. So uh, I mean, yeah, not like yeah, not in. Right. Um, she wasn't on their, their show. Yeah, yeah, she wasn't on their yeah. show. So it's I think they had clips. to like ask them individually, like, hey, do you want to be on the yeah. show? Do you mind being on the show while we dress you and stuff like that? Um, Eve has an episode too. Oh, so. cool. Yeah, so I mean, that one's, de- I could understand while that scenario, those scenarios have to be a little bit more produced. But everything else, like them at home and them at the Jason Studios, maybe not so much. So yeah. that's all I got to say. All right, what's the last thing we got here? All right, so the last thing I would say is Malik Yoba. Ooh, Malik Yoba. Can you believe Malik Yoba is 51? I remember Malik Yoba. The first thing I remember Malik Yoba being in, because I had a crush on him and his partner, was New NYPD Blue. Or was not, it was bitch, not NYPD Blue. This whole said NYPD Blue. Y'all. It was New York Undercover. Because he, he was like, he had a Hispanic partner or something. Yes. And both of them, I was, was like, New York undercover. I was like, honey, y'all can arrest me any day. No. And I remember because my mom used to watch it all the time. But that's my first remember. That's my first memory of Malik Yoba. <laughs> Child, so. you are too much. No. Um, so Malik Yoba recently decided to take a stand. And like I said, this theme, we're going to call this episode coming out. So he, um, he came out kind of, but not really. Uh, but he, took he came a, out he, because he's still a straight man. He's still a straight man, but he came out and said that he's been attracted to trans women. women. Um, and this was in response to, I believe that there, oh, the young man that was um, that committed suicide oh, yeah, for receiving yeah. all of the flack for being, being bullied for yeah. dating a trans woman. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so that happened, but he came out and he uh, put this in a very lengthy uh, Instagram post of just saying like uh, we have to make sure that um, to love all women and count them among those that find themselves um, trans attracted. I have felt I too have felt the self-imposed shame that comes with that truth, but it's time to speak up. He goes on to talk a little bit more about that, um, but the, and how it's more so about the soul of a person, mm-hmm. uh, which it's all very nice. And I was doing all of my claps and like yes Malik stand up go in go in go in go in get a fizz 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 and then Malik Yoba's baby mama comes Mm -hmm. and comments under that and she starts it out very nice very cordial I support you you know I have supported you ever since I knew da 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 but and then she kind of goes into the post in which she had asked why couldn't you have this conversation with our children before you did this public announcement? Um, which I was like, damn, okay, yes, like, true, true that. How do you feel about this? Um, well, I definitely give 
a fizz to him for showing that, you know, it's okay to be attracted who, to who you're attracted to. Um, I will have to give him a flat, though, because number one, it's definitely a conversation you need to have with your family first and foremost before you ever go public with anything, just so that they're not blindsided and that they're kids, you know, and how they move in the world, how you move in the world affects them because they start to yeah. go out in public. Well, this is where I'm kind of... Or go to school. Right. Well, see, okay, so that's you know? what I'm saying. That's where I was kind of like a little bit on the fence. I had to do a little digging because I was like, number one, they might not, if they're young, they might not necessarily understand. How old are they? That's the thing. The kids are 17 and 18 yeah, years old. Definitely like, should have had that conversation. Definitely should have had a conversation. Yep. They're on social media. Years. Like, they can, they, they can handle that. They can subject to bullying so, and ridicule sir, and we have all of that to, stuff. Yeah. Yeah, definitely should have had a conversation like, first. Come on, Malik. Like, I understand you wanted to do that and, like, wanted to kind of put that out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now, how, how are you going to come back after this? So there's been a little talk about this and how he went about it mm-hmm. and whether there there were whether there was some kind of ill intent whether there was a way for him to kind of get a little bit more shine uh, or him to put himself out there to kind of attach his name to this movement mm-hmm. what do you think i don't think so um there isn't a movement like there's no one else who's come out and Support of the trans community and dating them celebrity wise. Well, there's definitely been people so, who come out in support of the young man that committed suicide. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I mean, like, haven't having not personally been in his shoes, I can only take your comment for so much weight. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I think you have Malik Yoba who's saying that no, I am actively dating trans women, and I think it's fine and all of that stuff. That's a step in the right direction. Um, so I don't think he's doing this for any type of shine. Like people already know who he is. Like he still has a viable career and has still been in role, having roles. So I mean, I don't necessarily think that. So you're giving it a fizz or a flat? Well, I told you, I'm giving a fizz to the fact that he came out publicly. I'm giving it a flat. Now you can't be doing, you can't be uh, back and forth on the fence. No, I have to choose one or the other. Choose one or the other. So, if I'm going to choose one or the other... Miss Seesaw, trying to go up and uh, over. But up and over. I will probably have to give this a flat because he did not have the discussion with his children. 18 is a very tough age. It's a very mm. tough age, especially if you're graduating high school, going into college, you're on social media... The way kids are nowadays, like social media, pop culture is in the palm of their hands. And, you know, everyone thinks that they're a Twitter gangster and a journalist these days. And, um, yeah, I definitely think this is an important conversation to have with your kids first, number one, so that they don't have any questions, um, to field any of the questions that they may have about this and that they have a full understanding. Um, And even if they don't, they at least need to be informed and not, you know, given the knowledge of how to process this and move in the world because people are going to ask them about this. People are going to maybe try to ridicule them or bully them about this. And they need to be prepared on that's still your dad. You know, you're still going to need to defend him. And, you know, I mean, just all of that. The conversation should have been had before. So this is what I'm going to say. I'm actually oh, going to give this a fizz. Oh, Jesus. I'm actually giving it a fizz. Oh, and I think that the mom could have went this about this in a complete other way. She could have. So I feel like with her trying to do this, it was trying to provide a little bit of a cloud on Malik's sunny day. I agree. Um, The courage that it takes to kind of come with this kind of information to a longstanding fan base. 
Um, I think that she could have went about this a completely different way instead of airing the dirty laundry right. of the family through this. And I so agree I'm with still going to give him a fizz on it. I yes, it was a little bit muddy of how this came about, but I still applaud the effort. Okay. All right. What an episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Final thoughts. I think we have the same final thought again this week, but I'm going to let you go first now. So for me, final thoughts. Number one, buckle up. All of these car crashes, people are right. buckle up out there, guys. If you're listening to Safety us first. in your car, Click it or if tick you it. are about to hop in someone else's car, please Put buckle that up. Seatbelt my, on. I guess my next final thought would be um, to support the visibility of gay black love. Support it in all forms. So if that is watching style in Hollywood, if that is empowering others to um, be more open and expressive with their relationships, um, let's promote that. Um, mine's sort of similar, My and, and I'll even go a little bit broader. Just support love, period. Whoever you decide to love, gay, straight, bisexual, trans, queer, intersex, ally, all of the above, lesbian, um, support love in general. Even You don't have to understand it, but you also don't have to live that person's life. So there's no need to ridicule or condemn or anything because you never know what somebody's going through. And honestly, you should probably educate yourself if you don't understand because the world has changed, times are evolving. Get with the program. Get with the program. So, um, shout out to all of those people who came out or are coming out. Yes. Um, I think that that's it for me. That's shout it. out to Power being back on Stars. Man. Be watching. I don't watch um, it. And I'll hopefully be recapping some of that for you guys soon. Ciao. Well, as always, feel free to subscribe, like, and rate our podcast on anywhere that there is a podcast app. What is this? iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud. Subscribe. Like us. Also, we have an Instagram page. It's Cold Pop Show. Feel free to like our page. Um, leave us a comment or if there's any topics that you heard from this week's episode that you want to comment on or have an opinion about. Leave us a comment. Let us know. So we're really excited about some of the things that we have coming down the pipeline for you guys. But we also want to know what are some things that you want to see. Uh, so if, they, if you have an idea for a show or if you have an idea for a topic... Feel free to hit us in our DMs on Instagram or our email, which is coldpopshow at gmail.com. Yes. All right? We look forward. We want to get all of that feedback from you guys. We want to know what you guys want to hear about, what you guys want us to talk about. So with that being said, this is the end of the show, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye.